Welcome to the pilot episode of Let's Get Real with Lee, me, your host. Oh my god, it's been a hot minute since I've done an episode. I rebranded from Let's Get Weird to Let's Get Real. Um, oh my gosh. So, for starters, a lot of people will probably turn this into a drinking game, so here are the rules. Every time I say the word um, please feel free to take a shot. However, I am not liable for the bad decisions that you will make. And my views are that of my own, and I am not affiliated with any company, um, and they're not affiliated with me. (laughs) So, let's get started. This episode is going to be a little bit heavier than the rest of them uh, in terms of content. So, I've decided to focus this episode around Canada Day, which happens to be tomorrow and the happenings in the United States. So to start this off, um, I would like to acknowledge that I am a settler in Canada. I am white. um, And I really want to talk about what Canada Day means to me. So last year, I did not participate in any sort of Canada Day activities, nor will I be participating this year. So in terms of what that means um, as a person who lives on the lands now called Canada I will not be celebrating Canada Day uh, just due to the fact there is no pride in genocide there have been over 10,000 unmarked graves found at residential school sites across uh, Canada and for those who do not know what a residential school is they were schools um, that I believe were Catholic by nature and indigenous children were taken from their homes, placed in these schools so that they could be assimilated. They were basically taught, you know, Catholic values. They were taught to read, write, whatever else. Um, But more importantly, it erased their culture, which is a travesty. There's no other word for that, truly. So these indigenous children were taken from their parents uh, a lot of times by actually RCMP um, and placed in these residential schools. A lot of these children ended up going missing um, and more recently we found out that I'm assuming due to conditions or something more sinister that these children ended up in these graves um, on the sites of these schools and there have been over 10,000 found. It started off with I think 310 perhaps that were initially found but uh, over time we are finding more and more and again no pride in genocide so Canada does have a dark history when it comes to our indigenous people we have treated them like absolute garbage and I take as a settler um, no pride in what was ever done so I'm trying to educate myself and become a better ally And by being an ally, that means sitting Canada Day out. It means wearing orange. It means remembering the children who um, died on these residential school uh, properties. And just to think about what has been done to our Indigenous people on this land that we call Canada, which is definitely not what it is called. So I think it's really important to acknowledge and honor the Red Dress Day, 
uh, National Day of Action for MMIWG2S+, National Indigenous People Day, National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, Orange Shirt Day, and Indigenous History Month. So we should absolutely acknowledge and honor these days. And in the same breath, you know, celebrating 155 years of Canada isn't really irony at this point. It's just disrespectful. Um, Celebrating Canada Day is really denying the history of Indigenous communities on this land who have been here since long, long before you and I as settlers have come here. And to celebrate it also kind of means ignoring the failure by so-called Canada in upholding our treaty promises with Indigenous communities where treaties exist. And it's, it's just, there's, it's a multifaceted issue. Celebrating Canada Day is also kind of acting as if Canada is the only nation on this land with sovereignty, which it absolutely is not, since Indigenous sovereignty exists across, I believe it's 630 plus First Nations, Métis, and Inuit communities on this land. And I also don't want to celebrate in terms of Canada because why are 34 long-term boil water advisories still in effect in communities with large Indigenous populations that were supposed to be ended by March 2021? It's, it's a heavy, heavy, heavy day. Like, Canada Day is basically, it's a lie. There is really, like I said, no pride in genocide. And we can't really go around unacknowledging, you know, Canada's system as, you know, it it is responsible, it should be, um, for the 4,000 plus missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit people. We can't ignore these things. So we can't, in good conscience, I believe, as allies or of people that respect Indigenous communities, celebrate. And we cannot forget, you know, what the flag now kind of represents. So we have the Freedom Convoy to thank for this with their reckless, just garbage behavior. So the Freedom Convoy adopted the Canadian flag as a symbol of freedom, which ultimately turned into hate symbol since the freedom convoy are associated with being islamophobic racist and they're white supremacists in their viewpoints personally and it's kind of an echo of donald trump's like racist ideologies of you know what makes the colonial settler nation great like make america great again it's kind of the same thing make canada great again which if you think about it the flag has long been rejected Uh, by indigenous communities and their allies as it kind of serves as a reminder of the genocide and 150 plus years of continued erasure of indigenous communities, which is so extremely wrong. (sighs) There's so many things you can do as an alternative to celebrating. What you could really do is do your research. Like, research what land you live on, for instance. Like, remember the land acknowledgements? Take it a step further and learn about whose land you live on. Uh, The website for that is nativeland.ca if you're interested. Um, Take a read at the Truth and Reconciliation Report. Uh, There have been 94 calls to action, so actually what you could do is connect with an elected official and ask them uh, what action are they taking from these 94 calls of action? And what are they doing to make a change? And be public in your solidarity. 
it is so important as white people and as allies, as settlers, that we voice our support online, in our real lives, to anyone who will listen. Because we need to keep uplifting indigenous voices and promote um, and support the bills and, um, oh, I'm losing the word, bills and my brain, my goodness gracious, my, the causes, sorry, that indigenous people care about. And, you know, do more than our predecessors. Like, we need to do more than what the people did before us. And we need to keep creating momentum online as well. Keep keep having an online presence and keep sharing, keep spreading information, keep educating one another. That's so important. And as a person who lives on this land, I would like to say I will not be celebrating Canada Day. I just, I, I cannot. Because I would be a pretty performative ally if I did not listen to my Indigenous friends, associates, community members. Like I said, we are being asked to take a stand. We're being called into action by not celebrating. So I urge you tomorrow to take a day to reflect, to wear orange, to remember the children that we have lost to residential schools, to think about um, what forced sterilization is, which I am just learning because I have, I've never really heard about this happening in our Indigenous communities, but forced sterilization is a very sinister and scary thing that has been inflicted on our indigenous people here in Canada and I suggest that you learn more about that it is it's so crucial to educate yourself and we cannot say that you know we have no reason to do that I have a cell phone in my hand currently it 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 gives me every article that I could possibly want to look at like all the information is right at my fingertips so no one can say that they didn't know when we can learn. So I urge you to continue learning um, and hopefully while we continue to learn, we can still make a change. Um, Because we need to do better as a society. We need to better uphold our treaties. We need to keep our politicians accountable. We need to create safe spaces and we need to be allies. So in terms of Canada Day, I, like I've said, I am not celebrating. I refuse to. It, it, there's, again, and I will say this till I'm blue in the face, there is no pride in genocide. And I refuse to celebrate when I know that 10,000 children have been taken from their homes to be assimilated by settlers. <laughs> like, they're, I, just, I just can't fathom how their parents felt and I can't fathom the pain that the indigenous community has faced and again allyship it's important so please remember that tomorrow when you're getting very drunk with your friends and having the time of your lives um, and I'm not trying to shame anyone like this is just a purely educational point Um, and I really really hope that if anybody takes away anything from this it's going to be a new sense of direction um, reflection and what have, what, what have you, like, do what you will with this information. I really hope that you will continue to learn more, as I am continuing to learn more. And that's a part of growing. We, we are allowing ourselves to continue to grow. Um, and I am very thankful 
to all the indigenous people who I have in my life who have actually taught me so, so much. They did not have to do that emotional labor. And please don't ask your indigenous friends to do emotional labor, you know, for you. Again, you have the power to research right in your hands. Um, but if they're willing to share information with you, that's incredible. And you should be extremely thankful as I am. So my next talking point, because it's, it's been sitting on my chest uh, for the last at least six days. The overturn of Roe v. Wade in the United States has been absolutely cataclysmic in terms of, you know, you're, you're going like just so, so many steps backward uh, in terms of a country and like the sovereignty and the independence. It's like you cannot claim to be a country that supports freedom and independence when you are restricting women and uterus carriers reproductive rights it is just a blatant disrespectful display of power control like it's it's extremely alarming and i'm really terrified for everyone with a uterus in the united states not only are they restricting um god like reproductive rights you're causing this absolute cesspool of hate of just backwards ideologies like you are giving people the justification that they need in order to be hateful towards people with uteruses it's not even necessarily just oh well their reproductive rights are restricted it, it's it encompasses so much more it's a racial issue it's a human rights issue I could go on, but I won't because, again, everybody here has the resources to look at why this is an issue. I will only touch on a few key things um, that I feel that I can speak on because I really can't even speak on a lot of things. Truly, I, I can't. I can only speak on the perspective of having a uterus. I can't speak on how it would feel to be um, non-binary, trans, um right now uh within the united states and having these restricted uh restrictions sorry implemented uh but i can speak on that i'm afraid desperately um to everyone who has a uterus in the united states what this does is this restricts safe accessible abortion and then this will create casualties because you are forcing people with a uterus into a corner if it is illegal to get an abortion which is necessary health care in my opinion and it, it, it's a, exactly that you are gonna cause people to do the unthinkable and it's already started people have tried to take their lives they have used alternative methods to miscarry it, it's you're just creating this really unacceptable environment as to which a person's safety is at risk. I mean, I'm really, really ashamed of Clarence Thomas, who is a black man on the Supreme Court, which may I remind you, Clarence Thomas, that your marriage was illegal not that long ago into the past. A black man and a black woman, or er, a white woman, sorry, interracial marriage was illegal. Like, that was illegal, and now the Supreme Court is also 
trying to fringe on um, LGBTQ plus rights, uh, marriage laws, uh, privacy in the bedroom. Why? And actually, no, why? I know why. A lot of these people have religious backgrounds and religious beliefs, and this is a prime example of why church and state need to be separate. If, if this does not give you a clear indication as to why this doesn't work, I really truly do not know what will. It's, it's so scary to watch like the sheer velocity at which, you know, SCOTUS is taking away rights and pulling the USA backwards. It, it just feels so unprecedented. It's, it's horrific to watch from almost like a third party view. It's bizarre. I don't really understand the whole pro-life uh, argument. Because if you're truly pro, pro, pro I'm so mad I can't even talk. If you're so pro-life, why do you not give a shit about life on this actual physical planet? Why are people still in poverty? Why is there um, job shortages? Why is there housing shortages? Why do we have homeless people? Why do we have this, this, and this, and this? The USA is like a third world country and I, I just, I'm so baffled as to how they think that they're anything but. The fact that, okay, this is a trigger word, this is triggering, FYI, trigger warning for the next word because it is a violent word. If a woman or uterus uh, carrier gets raped in the United States by somebody at gunpoint, that gun is the only party protected in that situation. And if that does not invoke any sort of sickness within you, I suggest you check your humanity. That is unfathomable that they decided to ban reproductive rights instead of AR-15s. So, oh no, even better. So now that they're saying that they can force teachers now in classrooms can force students to do like the whole say a prayer bullshit before classes. So what, now school shootings are gonna happen during thoughts and prayers? Give me a break. A fetus in utero does not have autonomy. A real life person who has been on this planet longer than a clump of cells has like absolutely no bodily autonomy. Women and uterus carriers are being treated like cattle and this is a huge human rights violation. It's disgusting. And if this doesn't upset anyone as it, it should, like this should make you absolutely belligerent. Like I see their rage and I honor it with my own. I am frustrated every day that this has taken place we're on what day six perhaps i have woken up every day and i have just tried my best to keep this uh issue alive on twitter on instagram facebook whatever platform that i have any sort of pull i will constantly be talking about this and maybe people are really tired of hearing that but you know what i really don't care because that could be us and I say this in all earnest because of what had happened in Alberta probably a month prior. So for those who do not know, Alberta tried to restrict the access to insulin, which thank God Rachel Notley spoke up and was like, this is despicable. Like, we're not okay with this. This is not happening. 
if they could even think about restricting insulin access, well, what does that say about abortion? That says that abortion is truly not off the table because need I remind any of you that we do have anti-choice people within our governments. And I will get you those statistics. So as it stands currently, oh my God. So we have, here, here are the, here's the breakdown. So the lib, in, in the Liberal Party, total MPs are, uh, there's 159 of them. The anti-choice MPs, there's five. So only 3.1%. Within the conservative MPs, there's 119 conservative MPs. So 87 of them. That's 73% are anti-choice. So if you total all the members of each party up, you'd get 338. So 92 out of 338, 27% are anti-choice. So we would be silly to think that we're exempt from this happening here. Like we have to be extremely careful. And I must add as well that we need to stop calling for abortion to be protected under like law. What that would mean truly is that if we had an, an abortion law, then that means that could be overturned. And if Roe v. Wade isn't a prime example of what would happen if an abortion law was overturned, then I really don't know what is. So we have to stop talking about it because abortion is covered under our Health Act, which is also extremely important. Also, I'm losing my train of thought ever so slightly. (sighs) There's just so much to talk about. And I'm also begging other white people, we got to stop talking about mandatory uh, vasectomies when we're talking about um, Roe v. Wade. Like when we mention, when we say the words like, well, men should be mandated to have a vasectomy. It's like, again, I'm touching back on to uh, forced sterilization as if, you know, that haven't been, like they haven't been subject for centuries of involuntary sterilization. There are other ways to discuss and contraception and pregnancy and like that doesn't invoke eugenics so we have to be very very careful when we decide to have conversations and we need to really think about what we're saying so it's important to keep things like that in mind um god there's just there's just so much to say and i just want to be very very careful uh with what i say you know, choose my words correctly. I I don't want to take away the seriousness from the issue at hand. Um, Because this is really, really alarming. Like, this is the biggest violation of human rights that I have ever witnessed in my time, like, on this planet. I have never seen anything like this at this magnitude. And, And so close to home, too. The United States is just right under our noses and it's just it's hard to hear you know how it's affecting people it's it's just sad and it's scary and again like as much as I don't want to shy away from this conversation like we we absolutely have to have this dialogue it's it's impossible to kind of escape at this point reproductive rights are integral to the health of individuals, truly. 
And like I said, you can't possibly be pro-life and neglect the life on this planet. Like, what about all the other kids in foster care as well? Like, what about those kids? Why are we not protecting them? Like, the USA, I should say. Why are they not protecting them? It's just astronomically... For lack of a better term, it is so fucked up. Truly. And I, I can't think of anything else that I could use to even describe that. It is just... It's horrendous. It's horrific. And it's it's so scary. And myself, who has a uterus, um, I can't explain to you how I would feel if our reproductive rights were restricted here. Like, you're gonna really have to pry my rights from my cold, dead hands because I will scream about my rights till the day I die. Truly. I, I just... I couldn't imagine not having access to those services that are so essential for your well-being because an abortion does not necessarily encompass just like having, you know, an unwanted clump of cells in your body. Like that could be an atopic pregnancy. You could have health complications. Like it, it, there's so many other reasons people get an abortion other than they don't want to be in a, like a parent. But I mean, that's still a very valid reason. If you are not ready to be a parent, you should have the choice not to be. And I don't think adoption should be the only choice on the table. I think that's so morally wrong that we are forcing women and uterus carriers to have adoption as their only method of not being a parent. That's sick in the head. Like, that is... That's despicable. It's, it's disgusting. Truly, truly, truly disgusting. And it feels like not that long ago, I was actually having a discussion with somebody who I am close with, and I was telling him that it feels like, considering I already know, or I knew, I should say, that the Supreme Court was still in talks and I knew that they were going to adjourn either this week or next. And I was like, man, I bet you any sort of money they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Because a lot of my American friends were talking to me about what's been happening in the States and how they believe that this was going to be overturned. And I'm like, there's no, there's just no way that these people would overturn the reproductive rights of uterus carriers in the United States. But I was so fundamentally wrong. And... It's just, it's so hard to believe that AR-15s have more constitutional rights than a uterus carrier's body. Like, they have zero bodily autonomy. If you think about it, they, they have done. They are in zero control of what they do with their reproductive organs. And if that doesn't, like, stir some sort of rage within you, then I, I really don't know what to tell you. Because frankly... I see their rage and I definitely honor it with my own. And again, as Canadians, like we do have to be vigilant and we do have to keep pressing our politicians in terms of really, really driving it home that this is not acceptable and we as citizens will not stand for this type of legislature here within our, you know, our rights and within Canada. Because um, my reproductive rights should never be on any sort of table. That should never be for anyone to decide but me which kind of comes to a point as well I have been fighting my doctor for the last god couple years um 
to get my tubes tied because I know that I do not want to be a parent, but I also know as well, since I cannot be on any sort of contraceptives because I have migraines, so my chance for stroke increases when I'm on contraceptives. Um, that I think that would be a really great method to prevent an unwanted pregnancy and you know, I think that's a necessary surgery that I should be able to um, ask for and to receive, which apparently it's not because I'm finger quotations too young and I've heard, <laughs> well, you maybe just haven't met the right person yet. Actually, it's not even about meeting the right person. If I really wanted a child so badly, I'm adopted and in good faith, I could adopt a child if I so chose, which I am currently, that's, that's not on the table. I do not want children right now. And I likely never will. Um, so I find it really ass backwards that, yeah, I can get an abortion, but I can't choose to get my tubes tied. So they would much rather put me through something so emotionally traumatizing than through a very simple procedure that will save me from the traumatizing <laughs> procedure it's like what the fuck i don't know so yeah our rights are not perfect here but they're a lot better than you know having none so while i am thankful for what we have in our healthcare act um it still has a long way to go um but again like the roe v wade situation is just it's appalling like it's it's so triggering truly as a person with again a uterus like it's it's very upsetting to think that those people are being treated like cattle and that and it's so much more than a human rights violation too it's it's a racial issue it's a gender issue it's it's just this multifaceted problem and if you critically think about the whole thing it's it's really not about unborn children it's just about establishing control and that's despicable in this day and age it's 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 so unnecessary it's like i i get it like it's it's nothing to do with these fucking unborn clumps of cells and i also think too it's like if you think about this critically it's like the overwhelming majority of sexual assault and rape 80 percent i believe is the statistic in the united states is never reported to the police and never will be. So more assaults will happen by someone known or trusted. So forcing survivors to recognize and relieve, you know, like, and convince strangers in public of what happened to them is so traumatizing. It's like, that's in, in, in terms of basically, you know, God, I just, I just don't even know what to say because that's, basically what's gonna happen oh i'm gonna cry it's like that's what's gonna start happening once people uh, come forward about you know being sexually assaulted or even be victims of incest you know that's that's so scary it's like why why would we force these people you know to be subject to that it's, it's it's horrible like i can't even imagine like 
you know, how that would feel for somebody uh, in a situation as such, because that's what you're prompting by restricting um, reproductive rights. It's like, this is going to cause a lot of problems, like a lot of problems. Like, how the hell are they letting sexual predators decide the rights, basically, of women? It's, it's beyond me. And then SCOTUS also decided, for whatever ass-backwards reason, that teachers can't really talk about race, sexual orientation, or gender, and they can't really teach certain kinds of math or talk about slavery, but they, you know, they're, they're not allowing people to say the word gay for some stupid fucking reason, but they can lead their students in prayer. It's like, are you kidding me? So I guess school shootings are now going to happen during thoughts and prayers since they didn't ban weapons assault rifles, guns, they have really no regulation on that, but they're regulating uterus carriers' bodies? Like, give me a break. It's disgusting. It's it's so ass-backwards, and again, this is like a prime example of why church and state has to absolutely be separate. You cannot force your religious beliefs on anybody, and nor should you. My dog's trying to be a part of the podcast, apparently. I guarantee you it's a raccoon outside. But my point is, it's like... The other day, I was being yelled at when I was at the Winners in New Minus by some man in the parking lot. I was wearing a Nike sports bra, um, a crossbody bag, and just like high-waisted biker shorts. And this man was just freaking out at yell, like yelling at me, telling me to put on a shirt and stuff like that while it was like 30 degrees and hot as all hell and I was like what the fuck why is this man freaking out at me like this is so fucked and it kind of dawned on me too it's like people who share the same ideologies let's say as people who are in power uh that don't you know have necessarily (laughs) the right set of ideologies like people in the United States like Donald Trump is a prime example when Donald Trump came into power as president which still doesn't even feel real to me like I'm not even sure how that was even allowed to happen but then people in Canada kind of saw that and they were like oh well his views are acceptable so therefore mine are since he ran on like this super gross homophobic racist platform so when people are in power like that and hold that kind of influence (laughs) it shows people with the same viewpoints that that is an acceptable way to behave and think so while this man was yelling at me all kinds of like gross like misogynistic shit I kind of had to take a minute and think about maybe he's one of those people who are pro-life and agree with like how the treatment of uterus carriers and women is being you know projected right now in the United States and it took probably literally everything in me not to be shitty to him. I, I had my headphones on and I just kind of kept walking like I didn't hear him. Except the alarming part was he actually followed me for a solid 30 seconds just screaming bullshit at me. And I was like, okay, well, that's not horrific or anything. So you can't really react to stuff like this during this time period because you never really know how crazy somebody truly is. If this man was, like, insane enough to yell at me in broad daylight, like, I I don't even want to think about the possibility of, you know, him rocking my shit. Like, I don't, I don't even want to know. 
So again, I left it alone and just kept walking, even though I was trying really hard not to cry because I was like, oh my God, I'm literally just out here minding my business. Can you please shut the hell up? It's, it's disturbing. And to touch on something else too, I'm really disappointed in the lack of men speaking out on the Roe v. Wade issue here in Canada as well. Like stand up and like stand up for them. Like when you're standing up for uterus carriers in another country, you're also standing up for us too because that means you're safe and that you're on our side. So if anything was to ever happen here, yeah, we could count on you to use your voice. It's like male voices, unfortunately, count two times as much as women's statistically it's like whenever a man is speaking uh, this is just statistics this is science uh, people will tend to listen to men more than they do women it's an unfortunate reality but it, it does exist um, so please uh, I, I encourage you I implore you to speak out against this actively because the more voices that we can use against this I think the more it'll be still circulated and talked about and again that's super 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 important because we need to we need to absolutely speak on the trash that is happening in that shithole country that gives more rights to a rapist than it does the raped like that is if you think about that critically like that's exactly what's happening and again like please please do not stand by and um just kind of watch this happen keep keep talking keep you know creating dialogues with people I think that's that's what it means to be involved the more we carry out these conversations which I know are extremely hard to have and I know they're exhausting but we can't stop and frankly if you are a dude that has benefited from somebody having an abortion you better be out there screaming at the top of your lungs for these people's rights or I swear to god like if you have had sex with somebody and not tap or not tap, not wrapped that and have, you know, wanted to hit that shit raw, you better be buying that woman or uterus carrier plan B. Okay? So do not go out there and scream that, oh my gosh, like I love women, like and uterus carriers, like, oh my gosh, they're rights when you've never bought in plan B for somebody a day in their life, or if you were with somebody who was on birth control. And you never, like, took care of them during, like, the period of when they had to go off during, like, you know, like, that week where you get your period and you're miserable, but then they go right back on to contraceptives because they don't want to be pregnant. You know, like, they don't want you also to be a parent. They're not just thinking about themselves, FYI. Or if you took somebody to, like, let's say an appointment to get an IUD and you didn't stay with them. Do not be out there saying that you love women in uterus carriers when you clearly didn't care about that person who is not only protecting themselves, but they are also protecting you. So please do better, for love of God, because, again, their rights are our rights and we do see you. It's, it's, I know this is, like, a really hard topic and I know this is, like, not fun for really anybody, but, again, it's important and we, as human beings, need to continually do better and, again... Like I've said multiple times, we need to open the dialogue. Because if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. And again, we would be so insane to think that we are exempt. Because we are not, truly. And we're not. There's sneaky little ways in society where this ugliness rears its head. So you have to be, you know, constantly vigilant. Truly. 
and it's like, it's just, it's debilitating to watch all of this. Again, from like, oh, like I am a woman and watching this from my point of view has just been heartbreaking. Like just heartbreaking. And like forced birth in a country, like I said, that has no universal health care, no universal child care, no paid family and medical leave, and has one of the highest rates of maternal mortality among rich nations. It's like, what? Why? Like Christ almighty. And again, like touching on, I just, I can't drive this home enough. Abortion is not just because you do not want to be a parent. Women who have ectopic pregnancies, miscarriages, stillbirths, chemical pregnancies, neonatal pregnancies, or any other life-threatening pregnancies are to suffer because of a man's opinion. How sick is that? I am sorry, but if you do not carry these reproductive parts, your opinion does not matter one bit. I do not care what type of feelings you have in terms of a clump of cells, but you do not get that opinion. Never. Like, you just, you do not. So sit down, mind your business, and keep your mouth shut. Because your opinion should not affect reproductive rights. It's disgusting. It's like all these people read The Handmaiden's Tale and decided to indoctrinate that into their constitution. It's disgusting. And like I said, this is not going to take abortions away. Like, this is not preventing abortions. This is just preventing safe, accessible abortions. You're you're making them marginalized, and that's not okay because people are going to die because of this decision. (sighs) It's just, wow. It's just wow, isn't it? It's, It's just, this is not the timeline I ever really thought I would see myself living in. Truly, it's... It's so jarring. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and all you want to do is just grow up. You want to grow up. You want to do something fun with your life. You want to have the job you've always wanted. You want to either start a family. You want to, you know, just, just do the things that you've always wanted to do. And then here we are almost in our 30s and we're watching the rights being stripped from our neighbors. And it's so dehumanizing. It's like I did not go through... 28 years of my life to be here just to watch my friends, family, women, hims, theys, thems suffer due to the decision of people who clearly do not, should not be making decisions um, for those people with that unique set of reproductive organs. It's, It's just, what the hell? I did not think that I would grow up to have a podcast telling you about any of this. I did not think that I would grow up wondering if that was going to happen here. I did not think that I would have to scream for my indigenous friends. I did not think I was going to have to scream for my uterus carrier's rights. Like This is 2022. We, as a society... We have to do better. I don't understand how difficult it is to respect human rights, to respect humanity, to respect our indigenous people. And and our indigenous people, like, really especially since these people have paved the way in terms of environmentalism, 
They have done so much emotional labor for us in terms of protecting our water, our land. Like, my God, we owe them everything that we have ever known about environmentalism. We owe them so, so much. And we can start again with reconciliation. Like, again, please sit tomorrow out if you are able. Take a moment to reflect on the things that we have done as a country, as people, and think of how you can support our Indigenous communities better. I I greatly implore you. And I also would like to say, please also support our friends in the United States whose rights are being taken away from them. Please continue to have those dialogues with your friends, your colleagues, your family members, your significant others. Whoever will listen to you, please share that information. And if you can also share alternative methods to access abortion, um, there are sites, there are articles that you can share because people are going to need to see those. And the more exposure that gets, the better. So thank you for coming with me on this journey today. I know it's been a really heavy one and I know it's a pilot episode and I know it's a really hard way to start off. But again, it's a very necessary conversation that I do not want to put off. And for anybody who's made it through to the end of this podcast, thank you because listening makes a difference, truly. Because now you are only equipped with the things that I do know, which it is very limited in terms of what I have, you know, I've shared with you. So now you get to do your part and do your research and expand on what I've already talked about and educate yourself as well. But the future of Let's Get Real is a bright one. So I'm going to have guests on here soon. I'm actually in the works right now with talking to one of my very good friends who is in no other terms but inspirational, a good human being, and just truly a sweet, sweet human being as well. And I'm excited to say that her and I are probably going to do an episode here soon and that I will get to introduce her to the world of Let's Get Real, and that you're going to hear her take on some things. So until next time, thank you for being here. Thanks for getting real, and I'll see you guys around soon. Have a good one.